I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello and welcome to the best movies you've never seen. This is a podcast about movies and boy, have we got a movie for you today. Uh, a movie that I've watched many times. My name is Stephen Fennick and I love every week bringing a new movie to present to my good mate Trevor Long to see for the very first time, and this is no exception. Trev, welcome. I feel like people frown upon me as a <laughs> red-blooded male for not having watched this movie before. <laughs> Maybe. Well, the movie we're talking about, of course, is Basic Instinct. And just at the top, we'll let you know that it is some explicit language. Just as, as well top, as some explicit, some some nudity. We're going to have movie. to discuss. Not that you're going to see nudity on this topics. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but I, I think a, a genuine warning, though, because I think we do need to discuss. Yes. Just there are certain parts of the anatomy we'll be talking It'll about. It'll be in depth. And yeah, it's um, not one for your teenagers, let alone your youngest ones, right? Absolutely so, and right. And frankly, yes. don't watch this one with the kiddies. Yeah, if you're going to watch this, yeah, yeah. I think it's rated R, this movie. For I didn't a need to check that rating beforehand. I yeah, just didn't. You def definitely didn't watch this with the kiddies. Nope. All right, maybe Jackson might have no, nearly got I away would, with it. No. How old's Jackson? He's now? 17. Mate, he could have got away with that. No. You know what? No, no. Yeah, all right. Talk about that in another, the private feed. We'll That's, talk, talk you know, about I'll put, it, I'll put it simply. I'm sure he's going to watch this kind of thing, but yeah. I don't want to be in the room when he does. Okay. Fair enough. It's just awkward. Uh, Basic Instincts was released in 1992, so 31 years ago. Wow. Yeah. I was in year 11. There you go. I was. Uh, I got married that year. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, it stars Michael Douglas and Sharon Stone. Directed by Paul Verhoeven, who we've done a few of his movies. Can you remember them? No. Can you remember one of them? One of them stars Sharon Stone. Okay, it's um, it's the one where the set on the Mars. space, Mars, Rea, Rea, total, total recall. recall. Correct. He also directed RoboCop, which I still hurts me to this day that you didn't like that movie. Sorry, mate, it's rubbish. Yeah, Paul Verhoeven. Uh, the script was written by Joe Esterhaas. Now, Joe Esterhaas wrote the script in ten days. In the eighties, I feel like this is a script. See, I've never seen a script, but I would yep. not because I'm a prude, but because yeah. I, because this is so visually 
critical. Okay. I I'd love to see how you describe things. Yeah, that's in, in the script, called the in screen, a screenplay, sc- stage directions they call that in, I'd the, love, in the script. I think yeah. it'd be fascinating. Uh, he wrote it in uh, ten days, yep. and with and he, the movie it was originally called right the first the first title of this was called Love Hurts. I don't mind that. Which was the name of her, of Catherine the, the, the book that we talk about later in the movie, right. her novel. But when he, according to him, yeah. in an interview, he revealed that he thought of the new title as he was leaving home to FedEx the script to his agent. So he was walking out the door with the script ready to send it, mm. and he ran back inside, opened up the package again, typed a new title page, and then uh, and then sent it off. Now at the time. This was a red hot script. At the time, mm. he was given $3 million for the script. This is the early 90s. That was unheard of money wow. for a script. Yeah. Right? Uh, and get this the script pre, pre launch of the film had been leaked. And in, in his original leaked script. Publicly or leaked to people publicly. who shouldn't this have is it within pre, the industry? This is pre-internet. Yeah. So it was leaked in the, within the industry and word of it got out. And what had happened in, in, the, like in the movie, as you know, there's like bisexuality and all this stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, it's quite so progressive for the time. The gay and lesbian community were picketing this movie outside movie theatres when this was first released because of the depiction of, of gay lesbian and lesbian partner. people. Right. Yeah, like psychopathic gay and lesbian people, right? Yeah, okay. And so that that was a, 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 a huge controversy. Esther Haas actually tried to distance himself from it, mm-hmm. to, to, from from it all, saying right. that, oh, look, I, I, I uh, he, 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 because Verhoeven, the director, didn't want to change anything in it. Right. He said, no, stuff him. He goes, this is the this movie. This is it. This That's is the movie we're, we're running with. So, um, but when, when the movie was finished... And it was critically received, like uh, the commu- the homosexual communities and the critics both praised it. Um, suddenly, they were they were talking. Oh, okay, so we did the right thing by keeping oh, it like wow. it is. You know? So it was, That's it was quite strange. Seriously. Now, Michael Douglas and Paul Verhoeven, because Michael Douglas was the the star, right? I'll talk in casting call about how they came up with Sharon Stone, but Michael Douglas was the marquee star. He, he was right? always going to be. The he headliner. was involved. Okay. Right? He was above the title and all that sort of stuff. Paul Verhoeven, they had a, they said yes, this is like a detective novel, but they wanted to make it more like a modern Hitchcock style film, you know. Mm. So the the way that was shot, and that, they wanted to try to sort of have that sort of noir feel to it, you know. So the whole dark. Hitchcock style to it, okay. and setting it in San Francisco is also like as Vertigo, one of Hitchcock's famous films, was set in San Francisco as well. So that backdrop sort of helped it along. Okay, yeah. well, it's a funny thing because I there was a part of the movie, uh, and this is going to sound ridiculous, where I'm like, I don't know where this is set, until I realised obviously the, the the steep hills and yeah. a few iconic San things. Francisco, but yeah. I, I, I find it to be one of those movies where it doesn't matter where it's set. Yeah, true. The exactly. setting is yeah, irrelevant. Could have been set anywhere. Could have been set in New York. Could have yeah. been set in anywhere. LA. Could yeah. have been set in Sydney. Yeah. It's uh, it's the characters that drove it. Yeah. All righty. So you had some impression, I'm sure, of this movie. Right. Had you? It's one of those weird ones that, well, not weird, but it's just so uh, acclaimed and renowned because of certain features of the movie that <laughs> I certainly knew Sharon yeah. Stone, Basic Instinct. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't tell you at all what it's about. Okay. I had nothing. Yeah. Zero. Although I, I, I think... The, the image of the of the movie is always there's some blood in it and even the ice pick I feel yep. like 
is iconic. So I so feel like you knew ice I knew there was a murder. Basic stick I didn't know that was an ice pick right. until the movie. It just okay. looked like a screwdriver to me. <laughs> well, who uses an ice pick? A sharp screwdriver. Where, where have you Pe- ever seen an ice pick in your life? People who want to break ice. No, yeah. people who are like rough edges. Rough edges on ice. Correct. Yeah. But have you but ever seen an ice, ice pick in your yeah, life? I have. Yeah, I have. Do yeah. you own one? Uh, no. Okay, that, no. that would have made me never want to come to your house again. <laughs> um, but no, no, nothing. I know nothing about it. Couldn't have okay. pretended to pretend to know the plot. Would you believe this was nominated for two Oscars? Well, it depends on the category. Yeah, film editing. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's some uh, strict editing which, in this. Which was won by, uh, that year by Unforgiven, the Clint Eastwood Western. Right. And it was also nominated for Best Musical Score, which that year was won by Aladdin, the Disney film. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So still two noms. Now I'm going to read two snippets from the reviews at the time. Mm. Our man Roger Ebert since most people will be attending Basic Instinct in less than a politically correct frame of mind, however, does the movie deliver? In a way, it does. It kept me interested and guessing, right up until that final shot which revealed that all of my efforts were pointless since the guilt or innocence of the characters was a flip of the coin, based on evidence that could be read both ways. The film's like a crossword puzzle. It keeps our interest until you solve it. Then it's just a worthless scrap with the spaces filled in. What a great review. Well done, Rod. That's Roger Ebert. Now, Peter Travers in Rolling Stone wrote... What makes Basic Instinct a guilty pleasure is the shameless and stylish way Verhoeven lets rip with his own Basic Instinct for disreputably alluring entertainment. The film is for horny pups of all ages who relish the memory of reading stroke books under the covers with a flashlight. (laughs) (laughs) That's gold! Verhoeven has spent $49 million to reproduce that dirty little thrill on the big screen. You can practically hear him giggling behind the camera. His audacity makes you giggle along with him. That's also great. (laughs) That's sensational. Mm, That's great. All righty. This is your last exit before the freeway. We're going to take a deep dive into Basic Instinct, uh, but if if you haven't seen it, you can catch it on Fetch. Along with over nine and a half thousand movies to choose from in the Fetch movie store, there is something for everyone in the family to enjoy, although the family should not enjoy Basic Instinct together. Rent <laughs> or buy your favourites on demand. Fetch. Awkward family night, eh? Yeah, no, nah, it's yeah, not. Awkward. I mean, mate, to be honest, this would have been an awkward movie with Amanda. Like, you think so? Yeah, oh, mate, no. mate, I would have loved to. I did watch this with Joe. You'll find out where I watched this no, with her. This is, <laughs> no, that's, that's just awkward. Um, Fetch, Fetch have a very simple statement. We've got movie covered. Enjoy the latest releases and loads of your favourites in the Fetch movie store. Add movie box to enjoy 30 free pre-selected movies every month. Plus there's a load of movies that are available on Netflix, Prime, Stan, you name it. Because when you search for a movie, it takes you to that movie in the app of your choice. So, for example, when I pressed the uh, vo- uh, the microphone button and said Basic Instinct, uh, my fetch box took me straight into Stan. It said, you horny bugger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it took me straight into Stan, into uh-huh. the title, ready to press play. Boom. So it's it's just such a great way okay. to find the right content now, for you. I need to ask, and mm. we'll uncover this during the movie, mm. the version that they that they showed on Stan. Well, I don't know the one. Yeah, that, yeah. the version that because there were different versions of this depending on the country and the rating. How do we determine? Yeah, the I'll, I'll ask okay. you. There was if you answer a couple of questions during the run through, okay. I'll let you know. Well, a couple of options. Uh, if you th- so the the fetch movie box, which is a dollar ninety nine a month, right? A dollar ninety nine a month, and here's a sample, quick sample of thirty movies that are currently available to watch. Et, which we've done, we've done that, but you can yep. watch that today as a part of your yeah. your dollar ninety nine. Great movie, Jersey Boys. Uh, Justice League, Madagascar yep. 2, great movie. Yep. Uh, Shazam, I also like that movie. Yeah, Snakes that. on a Plane, I'll leave that one. That's my, um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Aussie favourite, The Dish. 
Love all, it. Like so many movies, 30 different movies. Is it free on the, oh, in the movie box? A dollar ninety nine a month is all you pay. Uh, wow. Yesterday. Have you seen Yesterday? Yeah, where no one remembers I've the Beatles. I saw that one. Yeah, that was a you've great movie. That was going to be on our list, but you've seen I'm it. happy to put okay. it on the list, yeah. yeah. It might be next year. I, I really that. enjoy that. Anyway, yeah. Fetch has got you covered. You can get Fetch from retailers like JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, The Good Guys, Bing Lee, Domain, and Joyce Main, and from internet providers like Internode, Westnet, iPromise, Aussie Broadband, iInet, Optus, Smart Spaces, and Telstra. All right, you've uh, now watched Basic Instinct. I remember you, you texted me a screenshot. And I won't tell I knew, you what I knew it was an iconic, iconic moment that, that would yeah. allow you to know I'd finished the movie. Good for you. I so could have sent you several other screenshots <laughs> during the morning. Well, you just took them for your own personal pleasure, <laughs> didn't you? Right? So uh, you've now seen it. Yeah. What are your impressions now? Um, it, uh, and we'll get to the scene, but yep. I just, my, honestly, if I was going to pause this movie, that's not the scene <laughs> I'd pause it in. There's so many better. Yeah. What did the, the second reviewer call it? Stroke yeah. books. Stroke books. There's yeah. so many better parts of this stroke, movie. Yeah, yeah. This is full of beautiful people yes. uh, engaging in uh, interesting activities that are well worth watching. Look, <laughs> I, is that I your tweet as well? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll call that my tweet, but let me let me sum up my, my thoughts. I actually love the roller coaster ride. Um, Roger Ebert summed it up in the way that he described the kind of yeah. the puzzle of Kept it. You guessing, yeah. And I'll get to the point in the run through where I guessed something and was Ooh. was kind of right, but then in, in the end, ah. I don't know if I was right. But um, but yeah, I love that. I love that you're left, yeah, without an answer. Yeah, I thought well, that's a really of, really sort cool. Of, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, mate. There's and not. Tweet, mate, we are going to smash <laughs> this yeah. after the run through. Of course then. we are. So you've already your tweet yeah, my, was already my tweet the, was whatever stroke, I said about the stroke, the stroke, stroke, stroke yeah, yeah. book. Well, I saw this at the movies with my sure. fiance. Oh yeah, Joe. We weren't married at the time. We got married later that year. Wow, and and, that, so, and by uh, the way, folks, for those not uh, following along with Stephen and I after thirteen years, Stephen and Joe didn't live together until they were married. That's so right. you know, so I said, I whispered in her ear, I said, "Hey, that's what our marriage is." This was be a like, Seinfeld <laughs> Schindler's List moment for these two. No, I said to her, "I said, see that? That's what we'll be doing when no. we're married, baby." <laughs> and she said, "See that ice pick?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, but I have repeatedly watched it numerous times over the years. Funny enough. On VHS, saw did you break it, uh, the tape? No, I uh, saw it also on. I own it on 4K. <laughs> sure, you do. And I've got to say, he's got 150 inch screen too. By the way, the, <laughs> the investigation of various parts of this movie is made much clearer in 4K. And I'm not just talking about the shot that you're thinking of, okay? <laughs> what about I'm you, the investigation <laughs> of parts of this movie in 4K? Well, no, because there are several points where I paused it, and I will tell you those points, and it's not the scene you're thinking of. It's you not know, the leg-crossing scene. I'm just going to give you one more thing. I don't. I just can't believe <laughs> Hisense, among other TV companies, didn't when 4K first came out, didn't say, you know, 4K, trust your basic instinct <laughs> to get the best picture. I mean, Maybe. come on. That's funny. That's funny. All righty, let's jump into the casting call. Yep. And, of course, Michael Douglas plays Nick Curran, the detective. We're going to need someone in. to analyse all the movies and all the actors we've well, had because he's a prolific he is. best he movie he's never seen. Stuff. Disclosure. Disclosure. Which we've done. Wall Street, yep. which we've done. Which one's the Demi Fatal Attraction, thing? which we've done. Which disclosure. one was the Disclosure, yeah, right. Yeah. Which we've done. So yeah, that's, Fatal Attraction. That's, this is the fourth. And we're going to do, no, this is the fourth. We're going to do Black Rain, which is a, a, another hidden gem movie. Is there anyone else that would have been in four movies that we've done? Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yeah, Cruise, I think, has been in uh, Risky Business, Risky Business. Uh, Mission Gun. Impossible, Top Gun, um, and one other one. Like no, War, of the Worlds, War of the Worlds. Did we do Ferris Bueller? We've no. done Ferris Bueller, but that's in Matthew that. Broderick. No, he <laughs> wasn't in that. Yeah, we, War of the Worlds, that. that's it. Yeah, War of the Worlds. Yeah, so he's done more. So Michael Douglas, Tom Cruise are the best movies you've never seen, champions. 
Right, yeah. Now, uh, Sharon Stone, of course, plays Catherine Trammell, and she was in Total Recall. Yep. She was in Casino. That's a Scorsese film, which is on our list. Okay. Sliver, which was also written by uh, Joe Esterhaas, based on a, a book that I've read. Quick and the Dead she was in as well, right? The West, a Western. Tidbit of information there. Her co-star at the time was a young Leonardo DiCaprio in Quick and the Dead. Sharon, they were the budget of this film wasn't big enough to offer the actors what they deserved, so she fronted Leonardo DiCaprio's her his pay for the film. Wow. She paid for him out of her money, and look what where he's gone. Wow, yeah. very generous, her, isn't it? Was she now, under twenty five at the time? She was. Right. Yeah, so just Leo's age, yeah, good. Yeah. Now Michael Douglas at the time, remember how he was already in, right? And he said, "Look, we need an established star." to play Catherine, right? Someone with as much star power as him, but also someone who could also cushion the damage if this goes pear-shaped. So he wanted someone to not only carry the movie, but also take part of the blame if it was a flop, right? That's weird. To sort of reduce the sort of the damage of career damage, potential career damage. Wow. His initial choice, the part was offered to Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay, big name, yeah. And she was, at the time, in the in this period, she was top of the game, right? Right. She turned it down because of all the nudity. Right. Now, she said, quoted her, she said, I just couldn't do that one because of the sexual parts, the nudity. My father was still alive. I'm kind of prudish. And honestly, I'm not that uninhibited about my body. I'm modest. So she... She thought, yeah, I don't want to be naked for half the movie. And so she turned it down. I respect that. Yeah. Sharon Stone was... She just went... Was, <laughs> now, was, she was Paul Verhoeven's choice right. because I think at the time when he was making Total Recall, and I think we said this even during that show, that she he wanted someone who could be... Because uh, remember she played um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife, fake yes, wife. fake wife. And yep. how she could be, oh, dear, you know, loving, and then in an instant turn. Right. That's what he wanted, that sort of characteristic for this character. Because gotcha. that's what she's like, right? Yep. And apparently she won the role after 13 other actresses turned it down. 13 others. And so wow. they settled on Sharon's head. And you've got to remember, I remember at the time this coming out and the, this, the huge anticipation for this movie – and this was a career break for her. Like she right. was in Total Recall, it was all right. But it's like a side This part, was yeah. a massive, this is the point in her career where she just, her career took off. And I've got to yeah. say, when you when you watch the movie and you think about the star of the movie, yeah. I know Michael Douglas oh, is, she carries but she's it. the movie. Yeah. She, she carries, carries it, this yeah. movie. And not, well, because, absolutely, yeah. not because of the scene. I think no, not because her, of her role. Nudity. But her role yeah. is spectacular. It's, it's really complicated too, her role. Yeah, yeah it's Because really she, she, she twists on a dime, you yeah. know, in terms of her, like especially near, near the end where yeah. she just switched, switches on him. I, yeah, yeah awesome. I think it's awesome. fascinating. Uh, Jean Triplehorn played Beth Garner. Now, she was in a movie we've done before. Mm, I do recognize Kevin Costner. Yeah. A, lot oh, of, a lot of water, yeah. Water, water world. world. Uh, she was also in the firm. She played Tom Cruise's wife in the firm, which is on our list. You know, they're based on the John Grisham novel, very popular John Grisham novel. Thank you, which I know you haven't read it, but I've read. Uh, she was also in Sliding Doors as well with uh, Gwyn- Gwyneth. We keep talking about, yeah, it. yeah. The sli- no, that's on our list too. Do you, do you recognise George Dezunda, who played his partner Gus? Yes. He was in a movie yeah, yeah. we did recently. Oh. He was in Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. Remember the oh, submarine he movie? He was too, yes. Yeah. He, was, uh, he was Gene Hackman's offside. The Ramsey's offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was also in Dangerous Minds. Good movie with Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. We'll get to that. 
He was also in, back in the day, The Deer Hunter, classic movie as well. Classic game at the arcade too. We're going to warm up the ice picks at a moment. But oh, before we do that, stop it. we're going to get to uh, our, talk about our other great sponsor, and that is, of course, Hisense. Now, I sat down with the ULEDX Mini LEDX, the top-of-the-line TV, and I've got to say, review's coming soon on Tech Guide, by the way. I've, uh, it will be put up soon. Uh, at the time of recording, uh, you'll know that I, I, this is fresh in my mind. The ULEDX is their t- their flagship television with their mini LEDX technology that really delivers incredible performance. And I watched a movie that I know very well on it, and I could tell how good it was. I watched Star Wars on it. Of course. And yeah. I, I knew shock. just how good it was. I knew exactly how things should look, and this really looked amazing. It is the their apex of backlight technology is the mini LEDX, and it combines with their already well-known ULED technology with Quantum Dot. So you're getting amazing lifelike contrast and colors with their impressive trademark bright picture. Now, they also have state-of-the-art driving force powered by AI, the High View Engine X. Now, this is a smart engine that can simulate the human brain and process and optimize the image and sound quality in real time, ensuring the best possible outcome. The Dynamic X display really takes all these great movies we talk about and really elevates the the enjoyment and the, and the immersion in the in the film. Also, it's helped by Dolby Vision IQ and HDR10 Plus. That that's helped along by dynamic tone mapping, so it brings your content to life and automatically adapts it so that it does look the best. And especially in 4K, it really pops. But on the sound side, you're getting also these built-in speakers in this TV provide Cinestage X 4.1.2 surround sound from the television. So both audio and video look amazing. And, of course, if you're a gamer or love your sport, you're catered there as well. So your sport's going to feel like you're there. And the gaming is going to be next level. If you want to check them out for yourself, the Mini LEDX, well worth seeing. Lay eyes on this yourself and you'll fall in love straight away. It's available in 75-inch and 85-inch. So check it out. If you can get to a, get to a store, stand in front of this yourself. Don't just take our word for it. Check it out or go to the website, highsense.com.au. All right, what a start to this movie, though. Hey? Yeah, we yeah. Start it's off pretty wild. And uh, you see some of these nice little patterns, and you think, oh, what is that? All the credits sort of run through, and then the camera pans down, and then these two people going at it now, straight away. About five minutes ago, I said I'd love <laughs> to see a screenplay and understand yeah. how this stuff is written. I've looked it up. Okay. I've found the screenplay. Okay. It is, to me, Yeah. and I would recommend it's very anyone descriptive. Google it. Yeah. It, so I, I'm blown away now. I understand the role of the writer more because, again, this is like a book. It's it's describing yeah. every movement. The man of, is on, yeah. on his back and the woman you know, is she, riding She arches back, yeah. her back further. She yeah. reaches, like it's. She it, pulls mate, out a scarf, yeah. I, I'm going to read that later. It's remarkable. <laughs> It's, well, that's it's how fascinating to me, done, yeah. but see, that's the that's the thing I've never really understood about this. We, we talk yeah. about scripts and or books, and yep. then scripts, and then optioning, and then screenplays, yep. and how sometimes you've got a writer and then a, a, yeah. a screenwriter and stuff like that. Because the script has to have like there's there's a famous bit of and I own this software. It's called Final Draft, and it actually it, it formats the script. So if you put like you'll start, it'll say at the top interior, mm. uh, bedroom, night. Yeah. So it'll give you the scene and then the Interior, stage direction. A bedroom, yeah, night. Yeah. yeah. So it'll give you those stage directions with the, the that description. Yeah. And then it'll say someone's name and their, 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 yeah. their dialogue. In the middle. Yeah. And then so it's all formatted for you. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It, 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 it's such a – see, like for us in the run-through, it's one, yeah. one line. You know, yeah. there's two people. They're having sex. She, she stabs him to death. 
That's like a date. Brutally. That's basically it, yeah. And, um, and mate, can I tell you right now, yeah. again, I go back to Halloween where you yeah. go, this is a brutal movie. And I'm like, that wasn't brutal at all. <laughs> this scene this was course, more brutal yeah. than anything that happened in Halloween. Now, I'm going to ask you a question now, which will tell me what version movie you watch. Okay, right. So when, when so the scene starts with them, like she's going, she ties yep. him up, she leans back and then. Reaches the, in. Then Wooshka, the, yep. like you're thinking, holy hell, what a start. <laughs> mate, right? It's brutal. Blood and everywhere. So when he, she was stabbing Johnny Boz, the yes. former rock star. Did, was there a close-up of him getting stabbed through the nose, or was it sort of all sort of off the? No, off? I don't remember. I don't remember a close-up through the nose. Okay, because the uh, through the nose means it was the, and that's what I saw sideways. On, on or? Yeah, through the nose like that. Yeah, you no. see it because they used actually a prosthetic head to actually do that shot. Oh of wow! Him. No, I, and so that that's that to me says it was more the. Uh, the X, like the they call it NC seventeen, the X rated version, which it, to Australian audiences, our rating system is not as strict as the US. So in in Australia, we got the more graphic version, even in the sex scenes. I'll tell you so later hang on. how he so it. So through yeah. the nose is less graphic. Through the nose is graphic. So you you never saw the through no. the nose. So I'm suspecting Stan showed the R rated version, right? Rather than the what? Not rather than another the, one rather up. than the, like oh, let's okay, call the right. director's cut. Ah, yeah. okay. Uh, so we see then the wow. SFPD detective Nick Curran and his partner Gus uh, called to the scene. Police captain is there too, did you notice? Mm -hmm. As well as members of the mayor's office. And they investigate the crime scene and they found the murder weapon. He left the club with his girlfriend about midnight. It's the last time anybody saw him. What was it? Ice pick. Left it on the coffee table in the living room. <laughs> There's cum stains all over the sheets. <laughs> Very impressive. He got off before he got off. <laughs> That's <laughs> right sensitive. Along. Mr. Boz was a major contributor to the mayor's campaign. He was chairman of the board of the Palace of Fine Arts. Well, I thought yeah. you said he was a rock and roll star. He was a retired rock and roll star. A civic-minded, very respectable rock and roll star. Well, what's that over there? Looks like civic-minded, very respectable cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen to me, Curran. I'm going to get a lot of heat on this. I don't want any mistakes. So during that audio, you went and looked back at the I stand. I just Stan and, and did go and through did the nose. Yeah. So that was the more graphic version. Then. Yeah. So that, that means Because I couldn't imagine a, anything being more graphic than what I watched. Yeah. So, so yeah. God, mate, you've seen it as many times as I have. You're thinking, oh, okay, yeah, that's the that's what happens there. Yeah. Okay, so uh, they decide to go visit, because the, the girlfriend happened to be Catherine Trammell. They go to visit her and... Uh, they go to her home, which is in San Francisco, yep. and they uh, they find Roxy. Uh, Some, this and, woman yeah. walks down the stairs, and they assume it's her because yeah. she's not introduced to them. No, and they talk to her as if she's Tramel, yeah. but then she yeah. says, "No, I'm I'm a friend." She, I think she asks, yes, "Is Johnny Bob? Did he die? Is he dead?" Yeah. And she asked the question. Oh, she did too. Yeah, yeah. and uh, she says, "No, the, she's up at the beach house." And then they decide to drive up and talk to Catherine. So how did he die? He was murdered. Obviously. <laughs> How was he murdered? With an ice pick. How long were you dating him? I wasn't dating him. I was fucking him. <laughs> what are you, a pro? <laughs> no, I'm an amateur. <laughs> How long were you having sex with him? About a year and a half. Were you with him last night? Yes. Did you leave the club with him? Yes. Did you go home with him? No. We had a drink at the club. We left together. He went home and I came out here. Was there anyone with you last night? No. I wasn't in the mood last night. 
me ask you something, Mr. Mel. Are you sorry he's dead? Yeah. I liked fucking him. <laughs> that was very well established that she did yeah, like she's, uh, engaging um, with him. Yeah. In she's that, established in that her, yeah. her favours there. They go back to the SFPD. Now, you remember when, when Nick arrived at the crime He was leaving the crime scene to go see Catherine, and his captain goes, keep your three o'clock. Yes. And you're thinking, it was a very strange what's, thing. what's that mean? He right? goes, yeah. you want me to investigate? No, he goes, keep your three o'clock. Here is the three o'clock. Yep. Because we find out that he's uh, he see, he's seeing a, well, Beth, the psychiatrist. So, how are things? Things are fine. I told you, all right, things are fine. How's your personal life? My sex life is fine. My sex life's actually pretty shitty since I stopped seeing you. Started developing calluses. <laughs> Sorry. How's the booze? Haven't had a drink in three months. What about the Coke? No. No? No, I'm working my ass off. I'm off the sauce. I even stopped smoking. How's not smoking? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> now, you tell IA I'm just your average, healthy, totally fucked up cop. And let me out of here. Please. Yes. Thank you. I still miss you, Nick. Says a lot, this scene. Yeah. We know that he's in, been part of an internal affairs investigation. Don't yep. know why yet. No, so you don't know why yet, but I've, I've seen enough law and orders to know that he's involved <laughs> in something something bad. Which we don't know what it is yet. No, that's right. And then we know that they've had a relationship. Yes. So he goes, I miss it. You know, since he stopped seeing her, his sex life's dried up. And, it's very okay, so. <laughs> open conversations in this video. Very much so. So the detectives are back in the squad uh, in the squad room discussing the murder. They say, that, I think there were 31 stab wounds, no prints, the Hermes scarf. And then they discuss Catherine Trammell, and apparently she's got a psychology degree, and she's also got a literature degree, and she's uh, she's a novelist. Girlfriend, Catherine Trammell, age 30. No priors, no convictions. Magna cum laude, Berkeley, 1983. Double major, literature and psychology. Daughter, sole survivor, Marvin and Elaine Trammell, killed in a boating accident, 1979. Catherine Trammell, sole heir, estimated assets, 110 million. Hmm. You're shitting me. Formerly engaged to Manuel Vasquez, deceased. Whoa, 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 whoa. Manny Vasquez? Manny Vasquez, former middleweight contender, killed in the ring, Atlantic City, 1984. I love it. She's got $100 bucks. She fucks fighters and rock and roll stars, and she's got a degree in school with people's heads. <laughs> you forgot about her degree in literature. She's a writer. She published a novel last year under a pen name. Want to know what it's about? It's about a retired rock and roll star who gets murdered by his girlfriend. Boom. And see, this is the start. This is the first yeah. moment where you start to have this thought process. Because I mean, <clears throat> I think different movies inspire different amounts of co thought and, and yeah. concentration. Some movies yeah. you just take in, yeah. but this is one of those movies you kind of following along. Yeah. Um, you know, like an old Angela Lansbury kind of, yeah. you know, murder she wrote. We want to, yeah. we want to work it out. We want to be the detective. Yeah. And so you're immediately thinking, hang on. And like they are, this is the discussion they have, isn't it? Yeah. Did she? Kill Did him as yeah. per her writings, yeah. or has someone else done that in yeah. an effort to essentially well, frame her? It's they wild. discuss that. They bring in um, they bring in the guy, the the psychological, psychological expert, expert and yep. he's, at the he's at the table and says, "Look, it's either a copycat, and we're dealing with someone who's yep. really disturbed, or 
if Catherine Trammell did it, she's an ice-cold killer. But then they mention the fact that writing the book kind of gives her an alibi, yeah. which I don't know how, but <coughs> because... She, and she says, yeah, well, later, I think, oh, I've I think got to be stupid to be doing what that, I wrote. That's the book. alibi. The, that's, the, that's, defense, yeah. the defense is immediately, why would I do the very thing that I published? Yeah. That would be ridiculous. That's your initial defense. Yeah. And anyway, they decide they're going to go bring her in. Bring she her needs to, to be questioned anyway. They go up to her beach house again and yep. uh, she says, let me slip into something more comfortable. And, and oh, she Michael Douglas the, gets a fair gets eye eyeful in the mirror. Gets what? Yeah. And, that, and he, she puts on, I think, a, what, the white dress with the, with the white, uh, white top on. Uh, we we find out later she's uh, she decided to go. Well, uh, ball, we know, we find out there and then. We watched her get dressed, <laughs> yeah, and she was no, not wearing any no underwear. Red Grundies. That's and correct. if that's her decision, that's her decision. Good luck to her. Um, so they go bring her to the station, and what are, on the drive back she offers Nick a smoke, mm. and she says, "Look, I quit." And then she goes, oh, "I won't last." So there's there's like a she see this is the first point where we see an initial recognition. Of of her knowing stuff about him, yes, right, and that plays out later. Yeah, for the, for the first time viewer, you don't think that you think no. she's you she's think, psychologically playing. Yeah, with she's him. just playing games with yeah. him, right? Uh, and then uh, they ask if she's actually working on a new book. Yes, I am. It must really be something making stuff up all the time. Yeah, it teaches you to lie. How's that? You make stuff up. It has to be believable. It's called suspension of disbelief. I like that. Suspension of disbelief. What's your new book about? A detective. He falls for the wrong woman. What happens? She kills him. <laughs> Good to know. So... Immediately intrigued. So we found out a moment ago that her previous book was about a retired rock star gets killed by a girlfriend. Yeah. Now she's writing about a, a cop who gets killed by as well. So you think, yeah. okay, it's strange, strange. I'm just thinking she – because they remember, they mentioned that she's got degrees and he, he says, you know, that she can mess with your head. Mm. That's what it feels like she's doing right now. Absolutely. Straight yeah. off the bat. So they're back at the station. Uh, she says she does want a lawyer. Um, did you notice uh, Wayne Knight here? Yeah, hello Newman. Newman. Did you hello, say hello Newman? Newman. So this was around the time. What? When did Seinfeld start? It was the early nineties, eh? So yeah, well, was, it ended in ninety eight. So yeah. So this was Brian, and Newman wasn't in the first season. First couple of seasons he wasn't. Yeah. Was he? Because okay. so um, he's about to be Newman. Um, um, Larry David was the voice of Newman early on. Oh, he was too yelling from he the from too, the bleachers. Yes. But there is also a famous scene in Seinfeld of an yeah. interrogation. Yeah, and it similar that, to that this. room. <laughs> and Newman's on the other side because Newman's being in, it's, it's the male interrogation, yeah. but it just it it felt like this room okay, to me. So it was like that's a satire, immediately like where a, I went was like, like a hang on a minute, I'm going to go back to that Seinfeld that's episode funny. now because yeah, it was uh, yeah tables turned, but it was very cool. They ask about their her relationship with Boz and yep. how she didn't tie him up. And she said, no, well, I didn't tie him up because he liked to use his hands and I like hands and fingers, which is you know fair enough. That's what she wanted. Uh, and then they ask about her book as well. So. I'd have to be pretty stupid to write a book about killing and then kill somebody the way I described it in my book. That's her defense. I'd be announcing myself as the killer. I'm not stupid. We know you're not stupid, Mr. Mel. Maybe that's what you're counting on to get you off the hook. Writing the book gives you an alibi. Yes, it does, doesn't it? But the answer's no. I didn't kill him. Do you use drugs, Mr. Mel? Sometimes. You ever use drugs with Mr. Boz? Sure. What kind of drugs? Cocaine? Have you ever fucked on cocaine, Nick? Mm. 
this is this is the, this is the moment. crossing that bit of music just then. And they're all they cut to Newman. Yeah, Newman's bit of sweat. sweat. <laughs> it's nice, very she said that. So Newman's sweating bullets. But uh, let's let's talk about this it, infamous it, thing. Okay, I mean, just a little bit. I've got a lot more to unpack. Let, let me okay. tell you what I yeah, saw yeah. Uh, broadly. Okay, um, knowing what was. What was did happening? You knew, did you know this was coming? Or I, not? I knew this was this was the You'd moment. Heard of because the I've mo- heard of this scene. I think I've seen right. it. I mean, I've seen it. Okay. You know, it's, yeah. it's a video. You right? looked it up on YouTube. Did I've you? seen <laughs> it. Um, but watching on an eighty-five or hundred-inch TV, it's a very ah. different experience, right? <laughs> I mean, I've got to be honest. I've got one fifty-inch. It was it was much more graphic than I remember it to be. Ah, much more okay. defined. Shall okay. we say? Well, you watched it in 4K. It was a 4K on stand or oh, HD? I don't know, but it didn't matter. Okay. Upscaling, very good on high sense TVs. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is too, yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it is weirdly graphic because yeah. it's and, – and you tell, you'll explain to me why it exists and why it happened yes. and stuff. But for me, it's the reason I, – I expect the reason why it was so controversial is because, okay, we see boobs – we see butts, we see yeah. skin, yeah. you see flaccid penises, you see lots of stuff in yeah. movies. Yeah. But you don't normally see that. No, not, th- in, not in a like a Hollywood and, movie. And that's yeah. yeah. That's why is that why it was controversial? Well, because to me It was shocking. It was shocking. And I, uh, so, at the so time. that's the word, right? Yeah, but yeah. to me, like we joked even last week about how this is the moment that breaks the t- the pause button on your on yeah. your VHS. Well, it right? is one of the most pause moments in movie history. But let's just say. I gotta yeah. tell you, Stephen, yeah. I would have paused sixteen hundred other <laughs> frames on this one before that. Okay. All you right. know. Well But anyway, that I think this, that's that goes also to the time. Yes. Because today you can look anything. On, there's so much on the internet yeah. that basically nothing's a surprise. Well, but I'm wondering if in 1992, that kind of content was yeah. quite surprising. It was. It, I remember at the time that the there was a controversy over it, right? And this was not in the Joe Estahar script. I was just going to say. Not I scrolled in it. through during your high sense uh, read, and not it was not it. mentioned. Now, this was thought up by. Paul Verhoeven, the director. Filthy bastard. While they were being, while they were shooting. Hey, Shaz. Yeah. He says, well, he, he, this is his, on the, the, okay. b- on the behind the scenes uh, and the documentaries about it. He said it was based on a memory of his college years. Wow. He was at a party and a woman at the party did what Sharon Stone did in the interrogation room to embarrass him. To so embarrass she deliberately him. uncrossed her legs. She was wearing underwear and and he was oopsie. So I, I, would you have been embarrassed by that? Would that have embarrassed I'm you? Embarrassed. So I I I envisage the the style of embarrassment he's describing Whoa. is that yeah. moment of and again we'll go back to Seinfeld. It's that you know you can't look. You're not meant to look, right? <laughs> it's like, it's like looking at the, at the sun. sun. Yeah, right. You're just not meant you get to a look. Glimpse of it. But but if hang on, if she's so deliberately, she, she's at a party she's, and he's done this, she's essentially trying to catch him yeah. looking. But isn't that like, you think well, though? You just you just asked me but, to look. Basically, exactly right. Don't you think that her action says, "Look here, mate." It's like her saying, "We could look unpack right here. We could unpack that for days." Okay. <laughs> but the fact is, and yeah. maybe maybe some people. Don't right. understand that that's the way the male mind works, but it does. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. the whole point of this but is to say, I. So if the the Sharon Stone character here, Catherine Trammell, is essentially saying, "You're all men, and yeah. I'm about to prove that I have power over you." Because at yeah. this moment, that's a good point. You're was, all looking at me. It was very naughty. It was naughty. It was shocking. And uh, I don't know about you. Did you see if the carpet matched the drapes? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it did. 
No, it didn't. I thought it was. Uh, she's a blonde, and I don't think it was much blonde going on downstairs. <laughs> Light brown, maybe. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Maybe. so the the carpet didn't actually match the drapes. Okay. All right, but more about that later. Stick around. Oh, wow. I've got more on that. Just it was said, a double. A he said, she said, and how it came to be in the film. All right. Okay. Well, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Now, at that point, uh, she seems to know a lot about Nick, as if they and and I think the captain says, "Do you guys know each other?" Yeah. And but so that's but she suspicious. does. Also, she's also now she's done so much questioning. She's like, you know what? I'll take a lie detector yeah. test. And Fox immediately is. they do. Yep. Immediately they do. Boom! They send her yeah. off, and she takes a lie detector and test. passes. Yeah, easily. Yeah. And so she comes out, and Nick d- drives her back to her home, and basically, she implies on the ride home that anyone could fool a lie detector test. You know, you got to know how to do it. He goes. Mm. And, he go, and then the, he, she seems to sort of have an, some information she about him. She indicates something about him and, and potentially that, which doing Which you still don't know, by the way. Yes. And she goes, see, we're both innocent. Right. Right? So there's that. that's, again, some intrigue that's sort of planted for you later. Yeah. Uh, he then meets the detectives back at the bar and they ask all about it. He goes, what is what? The captain goes, what's all this Nick stuff? He goes, mate, I never knew it before today. And so he's sort of defending himself. Then he orders a double blackjack on the rock. This is a man who's been off the drink for yeah. three months. Yeah. Uh, Nick said, uh, "Look, uh, they." The, he, he says, and he says, "What now?" He goes, "Well, we guess she passed lottery." He says, "No, mate, don't be, don't let this slide." So he's still got a seed in his head that something doing there, even mm. though she passed the lie detector test. Yeah. Um, then Nick orders another drink, and did you recognise the Internal Affairs dude Kruger from from Kruger Super Industrial Smoothie? <laughs> he comes to Festivus yeah, for crying out loud. He does, yeah. So we see. <laughs> We see what about the Seinfeld crossovers yeah. in this oh, episode. Is it what? Yeah, that's right. But we see when he orders a double, uh, Nielsen, the the uh, internal affairs dude, comes up. Now, are you back on blackjack? Shooter? We're discussing the case here, Marty. I know that. I have no doubts. Here you go, Nick. Oh, a double? Huh, shooter? Hmm? I'm off duty, Nielsen. You hear me? I'm off duty discussing the case. Now, IA shouldn't have a problem with it. Maybe I should put him for some overtime, huh? Don't work too hard, shooter. Might drive you to drink. Stop riding me, man! I'll kick your fucking teeth in! What's the problem? No problem, doctor. Here comes a shrink. Well, just in time to save her favorite patient. Fuck off, Marty. <laughs> it's a pretty full-on encounter. She comes in at a perfectly perfect timing and kind of drags him away. And and, and the thing yeah. about it, this moment is I'm a bit annoyed that she doesn't immediately chastise him for drinking because mm. well, I don't think she had, had she she'd only just walked in had she seen the drink there. He's at the, he's at the bar. Okay, you know, like seriously, yeah, it was pretty obvious. And okay. he, when he was ordering, yeah, I'm not she. Yeah, bottom line. I, that's mm. a weird thing that she doesn't do, but mate, I'll give you that defence. But cool. then they 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 dock off. They yeah. decide to bail and back to it's her very place. Clear. They basically had a wink and not an agreement to get get it back on. Yeah, it's, well, it's an unspoken but very well, clear. Let's let's get out of here so him, that we it, can get it on. It gave him an opportunity. Like she dragged him out. They're together. They they go back to her. They leave and, with the intention yes. of having sex, right? Well, and then but did, did this? Mate, did this, this shock was you? the most did uncomfortable <laughs> sex scene I've ever seen. Yeah. It was very uncomfortable. It was, mate. It was. What, yeah. Like, it didn't feel at all right to me. Like, I... Well, he basically raped her. You, well, you Do wrote you that in your notes. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Her. I felt yeah. like that was sexual assault yeah. 
101. But uh, man, that was yeah. hard to watch. But they they do talk about it. But he. Because, uh, but then, so what? In my head, yeah, I was like, okay, so maybe this is just the thing they've got going. Is that their style? Some people have yeah. kinks, that and that's their style. style. <laughs> but at some point, she says yeah, that she she blows up. Yeah, she says. Uh, well, what, she the who, pillow talk was that is very interesting. Yeah. What was she like? Who? Catherine Trammell. You had her pegged. She used her book as an alibi. I met her at Berkeley. We were in some of the same classes. Why didn't you tell me? I'm telling you. You've never been like that before. Why? You tell me, you're the shrink. <laughs> you weren't making love to me. No, who's I making love to? You weren't making love. I need a cigarette. I thought you said you quit. It's the top drawer of the foyer. Get it on your way out. Not happy, Jan. So yeah, that turned, didn't it? Yeah, it did yeah. turn. It turned fast. But did, did you notice, right? She brought up Catherine Trammell before, before he... saying that you didn't make love to me. You were, you basically raped me. Yeah. So did you think it was? You'd never been like that before. Yeah. But she wanted to know about Catherine Trammell and telling him that they went to Berkeley together. Do you think that 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 would have been maybe she buried the lead a bit? That, that yeah. You, know, you didn't. hundred percent. You didn't make love to me. You, that we weren't making love. You yeah. Know, like. But you yeah. want to know about Catherine Trammell first. I found that very interesting. Now, there was controversy about that sex scene, strangely enough, because uh, some critics, as I suggested, regarded it as rape, while others said the the alarming thing about it was that he didn't use a condom. <laughs> Don't forget, this I was... I think we're past that, the, folks. No, this was kind of AIDS territory, right? Oh, sort of late right, 80s, okay, early yeah. 90s, where, hang on, safe sex, hello, just didn't, okay, didn't bother. Yeah. So that at the time was controversial. Today, no one would have brought that up, but at the time, it was it was a big deal. Right. Okay. So they dive deeper into investigating Karen, and Nick actually tails her. Do you do you like this scene where he sort of chases her along the highway? She's in the black lotus, and he's I hated she's this scene. I'll be honest with you, yeah, yeah. I hated this scene. Why? Because it was well, mate. Is he trying to tail her yeah. or have a race? Because well, no, she's flying. Like, I yes, don't think she mate, even knew he was there. But, mate, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you're if you're one and a half car lengths behind, okay. you know they're there. So for me, the idea of him because he was parked out the front, he he was. So do you reckon he saw her? You're he, saying he saw she he, saw him. There's no doubt. You reckon if okay. that chase is is meant I to just, be, that, like, I just think that's demonstrating her sort of reckless sort of behaviour. How she's just yes, sort of reckless. A hundred percent. Yeah, demonstrate that. But, but it, she was from a filmmaking point of view, give him the slip. From a filmmaking point of view, yeah. It, it, he did a horrible job of tailing her. This okay. is a winding road. He could have come. He could have just moved out every okay. fifteen cars and still been yeah. able to keep an eye on her. But uh, annoying. He, he but when he I think she pulls into Mill Valley. She sees her car parked outside an address in Mill Valley. Remember, he looks inside the mailbox, yeah. uh, and then when she when she leaves, she loses him again. He's a terrible tailor, isn't he? He's not very good. And um, and then when he goes back to her place, so he follows her back to the beach house. And just sort of pops in the front gate and sort of massive window. She just decides she's to get just, a gear off. Yeah. yeah. She's just getting she's, the gear that's off. That's the second time yeah, she's watched to get a gear yes, off. But if she's, that's fine. She can yeah. do that in the yeah. comfort of her own home behind a gate. He's inside her property. Yeah. Trespassing. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Now, Nick is back looking up the address he found when his partner, Gus. How good is this computer, by gets the way? <laughs> when he gets back from Berkeley. One dead psychology professor. Noah Goldstein, Dr. Noah Goldstein. And guess what? 
He was her counselor. Was she a suspect? No, sir. They never even got a statement from her. Hazel Dobkins. You know her? Couldn't get it out of my head for years. Nice little housewife, three little kids. Nice husband, wasn't porking around, no financial problems. One day, out of the clear blue sky, she does them. All of them. Used the knife she got for a wedding present. Didn't even deny it. Sweet as honey. Said she didn't know why she'd done it. So that was the address, remember? She, that's yeah. where Catherine Trammell was with Hazel Dobkins. That's right. Former murderer. Yeah. Or she was a mur- convicted murderer who's now out of jail. He's now thinking, well, hey. Hello, that. what's going on here? Uh, so he decides to go back and see Catherine, and um, she makes a drink and have a guess what she uses. Of a course. Little ice an pick. ice pick. So what do you want to ask? How's it feel to kill someone? You tell me. I don't know, but you do. It was an accident. I got a line of fire. Four shootings in five years? All accidents? You had drug buys. I was working undercover. You want to tell me about Professor Goldstein? Well, there's a name from the past. You want a name from the present? What about Hazel Dobkins? Noah Goldstein was my counselor my freshman year. That's probably where I got the idea for the ice pick for my book. Funny how the subconscious works. Hilarious. Hazel's my friend. Well, your friend took out her whole family. (laughs) Yes, she helped me understand homicidal impulse. But you would have learned that at school. <laughs> Only in theory. But you know all about homicidal impulse. Don't you, Shooter? Now, did this occur to you that she seems to know more about him than you think? Well, uh, was it this scene or earlier in the movie where he sees all the newspaper clippings of him? That's later. Yeah. There's definitely a scene yeah. in this early phase it where could have been maybe this one. not the clippings, yeah. but there's certainly newspapers. So yeah. he knows. No, I think. I think that, it's even yeah. earlier than that when he goes in with Gus that she's got the newspaper no, no, out. No, it's not. No, I think it comes up after this. Well, yeah. it, 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 I, I think, it, I think mm. at this point we have already seen something from her. Yeah. But the thing there that stood out to me was the shooter reference. Yeah. The last well, person to call a shooter was the was IA the guy. The IA guy, correct. Now, I think that because the next scene is him storming into internal affairs, which we hear in a moment. But I think she hasn't seen, he hasn't seen any clips yet. I think um, it comes later. Mm. And like this is, remember she gets right up in his face and they almost kiss like there was right in his, and they're about to, and then Roxy comes in and you think, and remember you remember her from the previous house. Mm. And uh, he, uh, he, I think he pushes her away. Then Roxy walks in and they get it on and start kissing in front of him. And he, he tails it out of there. But then he he realizes that she knows more than she should. Yeah. And so he's he's put two and two together, and he storms into the IA department. Who's got access to my file? What are you talking about, Nick? Who has access to my goddamn file? Nobody. It's a confidential psychiatric record. It would be illegal. Don't do it. Don't you fucking lie to me. It's internal affairs, no. wasn't it? No, Nick, please. Who? It's Nelson. He's in the now. What do you want, Kern? You sold her my file, didn't you? Who are you talking about? 
Catherine Tremell. How much did she pay you? Hey, hey! Come on! Stop it! How much? Come on. So this is when they all come in and pull gun on him and just yeah. say, get out of there. And this, you know, it's this is Pretty his dramatic. whole department defending the, the boss of the department. Yeah. You know, that, the IA team would hate the detective. So, course, you know, it's, yeah, it's us against them yeah. kind of situation. Yeah. And then a little later on, Beth visits Nick later at his apartment too. Mm. She always seems to come along after he has a bit of drama, don't you? Yeah, don't you yeah. recognise this? I still have my key. The key with Bart Simpson. Put on the table and leave. Keep that in mind. Put on the goddamn table and leave! Damn it! Don't shut me out! You owe me more than that! I don't owe you anything. Now, you don't owe me anything. He went to bed, what, 10, 15 times maybe? He wasn't memorable enough to, to carry an obligation. Sometimes I really hate you. Oh, why don't you get yourself some friendly little therapist I'll work out some of that hostility? And maybe you can get off once in a while. <laughs> She's taxing. Yeah. That's... Sorry. I don't usually act like that. How could you give him my file? I had to. He was going to recommend your discharge from the force. He didn't buy my evaluation. He said I wasn't objective. So I made a deal with him to review the session notes himself. I didn't think he'd show them to anybody. He did. Do you think, though... The more I watch this, the more they're setting up Beth as the suspect. Like she, she's like she attacked him out for no reason, and she's uh, the. The more I watch it, and later on we'll discuss it. She's sort of because that's the thing with with writing. Like I've read a lot of murder mystery novels and, mm. and seen a lot of movies like this. There's a whole p- part of the deal is to serve up red herrings. Yeah, right. Yeah, to, to give say, you that right. thought. Give you think. Is it him? Is it her? Is it what? I'll I'll get to the point in a bit okay. where, where I. To do some things, but I would say to you, as a first-time viewer at this point, she just comes across to me as someone that she's infatuated by. Still loving him, yeah. I I agree. No, I agree. Uh, Later that night, he gets a call. Uh, He's called a crime scene, scene and the guy from Internal Affairs, uh, Martin, one to the head, yeah, with a thirty-eight caliber, yeah. And, and he uh, takes the the boss takes yeah, his gun because he obviously Nick, he's a suspect. Give me your gun. Well, mate, uh, everyone knows three what just hours happened. earlier yeah, yeah. He, he was going to was going to bash him. Yeah. Um, and then next scene we see is uh, Nick being interrogated as a suspect but, to Nilsson's murder. Beth comes into this room. Yeah. And just introduces yeah, herself totally as I'm going to come him in. Off, yeah. And, but this is the thing I don't understand about this scene because she lets herself in and they're all like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, and she's, she's like, like "I'm just like going to observe." Watch. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that doesn't seem appropriate. And then yeah. secondly, while in the room, she gives him an alibi. Yeah. She says, "No, he was. I saw him. He was perfectly lucid." Even even more inappropriate because you yeah. you're not meant to see the other person's testimony. That's like colluding. She basically just confirmed what he said. Yeah, she well, wouldn't she need to do that in the second room. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but you normally you're in two separate rooms, and if you say the same thing about the yeah. alibi, it, the alibi is true. But she's just said, "Yeah, he was with me," and they've all gone, "Yeah, cool, cool, cool." Yeah, what? It was a little bit forward. It's a of bit her. strange. Yeah, but remember, she they initially protested, but she said, "No, I'd like to be here," and then they let her stay, yeah. and that's what she said. Uh, but then she asks him again something about Catherine. How do you know Catherine Tremell saw your file? She knows things about me that I only told you. This must really be something. 
from a clinical point of view. What was she like in school? I hardly knew her. She gave me the creeps, though. I don't know why. Get some rest. Promise. Beth, I didn't mean what I said yesterday. Yes, you did. About... I'm a big girl. I can handle it. Mm. Now, I've watched this like many times, this movie, right? And at this point, when remember when she says, I'm a big girl, I can handle it. And she walks, remember, she walks to her car and turns around and sort of gives him then then was smiling and suddenly is serious. Oh, really? You watch it, yeah. She sort of changes her expression really quickly to, as if to sort of to watch he sees is the smile. As yeah. soon as he turns around, she's angry. Interesting. Yeah, you, you watch it again. It's a little, another little okay. glimpse okay. of her. I'll definitely watch it again. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think I'd watch that bit again, but okay. Fair, fair call. What did you say? Nick finds out Catherine's parents died in a boating accident. Yeah. And then he, then she he, says he, she must have killed Nilsson. Uh, Captain tells him to get her out of his head. Yeah. Get her out of your head. He's mate. obsessed. That's yeah. what. See, this is the problem now. The police department think this bloke's obsessed with yeah. this woman because he thinks right. So Nick's thinking, well, she, Nilsson gave him give her my file, and now that she, now that he's dead, she must have done it. Yeah. So he's thinking, okay, what happened there? Uh, Here's an interesting turn of events. Catherine visits Nick at his apartment. Here's a really funny, cool line, really quick quote here. He invites her up for a drink, and then he pulls out an ice pick. Yeah. I was expecting you. <laughs> it's a good one. Why don't you let me do this for you? So, <laughs> I'm still with him originally when he says, what's wrong with ice cubes? Yeah. Well, because I like the, it the rough. R- the rough edges, yeah, the rough she edges. She like the rough edges. Yeah. Mm. It would have been a better a line thing. to say, I like it rough. That's a thing, yeah. There is actually a, a like a reason for having broken ice rather than ice cubes. So the rough edges of uh, like, the, you know how they have They're trying to say the surface area the is rocks. bigger. Yeah, things like that, mate. People who are really into whiskey and the stuff that you need ice in it, bourbon and things like that, this is part of their... You know how there's like there's after just get a can of cokey weirdos. <laughs> anyway, um, he asks then how much she paid Nilsson for his fine. Yeah, so he basically puts yeah. it right on it. Yeah, puts it on her, and then she gives him another one of her books and says, "Remember how we found out her parents oh, died?" Oh yeah, this is brilliant. She goes, "Yeah, well, she goes. Here's one of my books. What's it about? A child who kills his parents and make it look looks like an accident." <laughs> and he, when did you write it? He goes, "Oh look, it was written years." Years after her parents died, doesn't cha- doesn't Still, change the veracity of the concern yeah, because earlier she all. wrote about a rock star who gets her girlfriend kills him with an ice pick yeah. and then a, 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 her strangely things come true in yeah. her books. Mm-mm. Anyway, she says she's going to Johnny Boz's club and he says, "I'll meet you there." Right, the oldie at the club. Right, he says, "I'm going to meet you there." But then Gus comes in. See when Gus sees her leaving his apartment, mm. Gus seems to me to be the voice of reason in his head. You know, she keep, he keeps saying a few things. Yeah, he's the frustrated partner at this point. This. Forgive me for asking, Hoss, and I don't mean to belabor the obvious. But why is it you got your head so far up your own ass? <laughs> you want to play? Fine, I can play. Everybody she plays with dies. I know what that's like. 
So he decides to meet her at the club. And this is Johnny Boz's club, by the way. Mm. Good music they play in this too. It's real no, pop it's and too house, for house me. music. It's great, cool I'm, stuff. I'm frustrated yeah. already. Really? Okay, I didn't mind this. Uh, Roxy's in there. Remember, she's dancing with. No, I think when he gets there, she finds them in the doing some some lines in the toilet. They find Roxy, yeah. and he follows yeah. Roxy into yeah. a toilet cubicle yeah. where she kicks the door shut on yeah. him. She's like, "What the hell are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And uh, then Roxy's sort of doing some weird dancing with some other dude. They've got like a routine and they're, and she's still eyeing off Nick yeah. while she's dancing with this other dude. Um, then they decide to, uh, I think he, he, him and him and Catherine start dancing and then he just does the big grab from behind and sort of says, oi, that was kind of the move that says, uh, you know, that says he's serious about things. Mm-hmm. And then they decide to go back to hers. That's the point where his professionalism is So the stage direction would be interesting in this part of the thing where – uh, they decided they basically go back. This is a very long sex scene. Eh? They they're at this for a while, right? Yeah. And uh, you know they're at this for a while. He decides to go downtown, uh. and then she goes downtown, and then it's all happening. Then she pulls out the scarf. Remember? Yes, that's you right. Because you're thinking, hang on a minute, and he's whoa, thinking the same. Whoa, whoa, whoa! She ties him up. And then she does exactly all the person. She does mm. exactly what the person does with Johnny Boz. Remember, she reaches back that little back corner of the sheet, mm-hmm. and then she just slams down on him. No ice pick. It's all good. No blood. You're no, right. It is a the, very long. Apart from the scratch, very on long his back. stage yeah. notes here. Yes. So um, she, like, you thought she was reaching back for an ice pick, didn't you? Were you mm. thinking, uh oh? No, I, honestly, I thought no. That's not okay. going to happen. So that they built that would be. They built up. They built this up for a reason. <laughs> Uh, I'm not falling for it. That's okay. what I said to myself. So they built up the tension before the climax of the scene. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's what he said. But he uh, he gets up out of bed, walks uh, in the bollocky into the bathroom. And Roxy's there. Roxy in there. Stays in the bollocky. Uh, yeah. And uh, she says He's to him. He's just standing there, balls out right yeah. in front of her. And she says, like, yeah, she often watches Catherine in action. She just says, yeah, she often lets me watch. It's funny. I, you yeah. know when you mentioned that the LGBTQ community might have been upset about this back then? Yeah. I actually wondered whether this is what they, you meant, yes. like the the openness of the community or something like that, the way the relationships work or well, anything like that. I think it's what she yeah, ends yeah. up doing as well later. I understand yeah, that, yeah. but that's what I was wondering yeah. when you said that. Yeah, well, there's, for a number of reasons. Mm. Uh, then uh, he, the next morning, he gets up. She's not there. She's. He said, oh, I think you just said beach, the beach on a note. So he goes to see her at the beach house mm-hmm. the very next morning. I thought it was a pretty good beginning. What about Roxy? Is she more fun? <laughs> Would you like her to join us sometime? Oh! Did she join you and Johnny? No, Johnny felt intimidated. Look what happened to him. Tell me, Nikki, were you frightened last night? That's the point, wasn't it? That's what made it so good. You shouldn't play this game. Why not? I like it. You're in over your head. Maybe. But this is how I'll catch my killer. And he walks away. No, she's just... Leaves her on the beach. I'm not going to confess all my secrets, Nick, just because I have an orgasm. (laughs) You won't learn anything I don't want you to know. Yes, I will. And I'll nail you. Nah. You'll just fall in love with me. I'm in love with you already. See, there's a couple of big things in that that, as you say, they kind of leave. They're doing the dance. They're doing the dance here. Yeah, but the script leaves you, what do you call them, red herrings? Whether they're red herrings or actual plants. Yeah, little breadcrumbs. Nick, you, you won't be able to play this game. 
Yeah. So that's an admission that there is a yeah. game going on. Do you know what I mean? But like, it's so outrageous at this point that she's the suspect of his investigation, and, and he's having sex with uh, her. Yeah. I mean, that hot. This that would have been to be honest. That's one of our plot that's holes. the biggest plot hole. Yeah. Yeah. Is but it's a movie. I know, but yeah, yeah. It's just it's fanciful in every way. Absolutely. I th- I like when um this he is goes he to now meet meets up Gus, with Gus, isn't yeah. it? And he can't believe it. He goes, "What do you mean?" You slept with you slept with him, yeah, and, and he's how really loud he's about it. Scene in, in, yeah, he's loud about What's it. What's he eating? Chili? Is he eating chili? He's eating like place? a soup or something, and he I puts hot chili. sauce in. I think it. it was chili. He put the Tabasco in it. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at the look at the different scenes, the the lids on the bottle, the lids not on the bottle, the oh, lids on no. the bottle. Yeah, I just can't help. I can't unsee that stuff. Anyway, but he does basically say, "You're an idiot. You're having sex with her. She's your suspect. Yeah, she's gonna you're gonna again die. voice of reason. Yeah." Um, so I do like that after Gus leaves, he, remember he tries to get, let me drive you home, cowboy. He goes, yeah. I'm not letting you do it. And he drives off. And then Nick is almost run over by Catherine's Lotus. Mm, so you're thinking, what the hell? What the hell's going on here? So he mm. jumps out the way. And then what does he do? He gives chase. He gets in his car and chases he's an her. idiot. Yeah. yeah. And so they uh, they end up chasing. They, they end, end up, up doing, sort of doing, doing the game chicken, of chicken. Play yep. chicken, and then the car drives off an embankment into a building site, a big pit. He runs crashes, down there, and she's dead. Open the door, and who again, is it? it's it's like the opening scene. You don't yeah. quite know who it is. It's, it's blonde. A blonde. Ah, you think it's yep. Catherine? It's Roxy. <clears throat> That's it, right? So you're thinking, oh my god. So the captain comes to the site now. Nick's there, right? The captain, not happy. You knew her, didn't you? Gus and I met at Tremel's house. All we did is write her name down. She wrote her name down, and then, big surprise, she rolls her car down the hill in front of you and dies. Is that what you're telling me? That's all I know. Well, you know what, then? Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> Fuck you! I want you at Dr. Garner's office I at 9... I told you to stay away from Tremel! You didn't tell me to stay away from the car! I said I want you at Dr. Garner's office at 9 o'clock. Who are you guys going to sell my file to now, huh? You are out of control, Curran. You hear me? You are out of control, Trevor. I'll give you uh, something you may or may not have yeah. in your notes. What's but that? Now that I'm into the script so heavily, okay, reading along. Yeah. In the original screenplay, yeah, um, he drives a Porsche and she drives a Ferrari. Really? Yeah. And there must have been some commercial deals. She goes done. off a uh, hillside. Right. Not into a like a commercial okay. kind of construction Interesting. site. Interesting. So I actually, but but here's the thing. I like. The car placement in this because the, yeah. the Lotus thing may have been a product deal, right? Because yeah. there was two of them at one point at her house. Yeah, we don't white, know where the white, white one goes, one. Yeah, but yeah. but the him driving a you know convertible Mustang, it's not flashy. Yeah. It's just kind of was it a Mustang that he drove? Yeah, it was like, like an old. I've got them in my notes later. I, oh, okay, I'll, I'll refer to them anyway. Him, I yeah. felt the cars were representative. Uh, okay. And I think a Ferrari and a Porsche would have been quite weird, but anyway. Well, him a Porsche. He's a cop. They want to drive a Porsche. How does that like Yeah, doing very well yeah. as a as a cop. Um, he, Nick then goes to see Catherine, who's naturally upset about Roxy, and um, she says that everyone she cares about dies. Mm. Uh, they end up getting it on again, by the way. What a shock. And Nick asks Catherine if Roxy killed Johnny Boz, and then the conversation eventually gets around to her college life. You think she killed Johnny Boz? For what? To set me up? She loved me. She wouldn't frame me. Maybe she got jealous of Johnny, too. No, she didn't. She never got jealous before. She got excited. I don't have luck with women. There was this girl. 
I met when I was in college. I slept with her once. She started following me around, taking my picture. She dyed her hair, copied my clothes. Lisa. Something. Oberman. Now, I really want to watch movies with you more so yeah. we sit together because this is the point where I would have gone, it's uh-huh. Beth. Lisa Oberman. This is the, is that what you at picked that moment it? You I went, it. it's Beth. Okay, because she did mention they went to college together. That's right. I remember Beth earlier Why, said like, that there was a girl who was obsessed with her. And le- like this, there's this, yeah, there's this yeah. weird thing. Where I just went, it's Beth! It's <laughs> Beth! It, but I was watching this at 4.30 in the morning, so I didn't, I didn't want to ring you. <laughs> fair call, fair call. Uh, so they do find out, though, that Roxy had a criminal past. Yeah. Uh, but Nick thinks it wasn't Roxy, though. He's still suspecting. He, he, see, he sees no Catherine. reason. Yeah. Like, why do it? She she may yeah. be a jealous lover, but that's about it. But remember, she tells him about Nick, Lisa Oberman. Oberman. So she, and, he uh, goes to the student no, records. No student of that name. They look it uh, up. No, they, they attended Berkeley. Nick He goes back and Catherine. confronts her again. Yeah. And, and says, says there was Hazel. no Oberman. Yeah, it was Hoberman, she And she says. goes, it was Hoberman. Yes, what like are you really... doing? Checking up on me? She gets angry at him. Yeah. And she's with Hazel Dobkins taking her home. Yeah. So Nick gets his mate to check the records. He goes, well, he goes, you're on suspension. He goes, you're a psycho. How can I do this for you? Anyway, he does it. Um, Lisa Hoberman used to be Beth Gardner's name. Mm-hmm. So Trevor got it right. Man, I was so pumped at that so point. So they bring up her license image and she was a blonde. And she hasn't time. aged a bit since Not university, by the way. Her Dude, face mate, great is identical. Cream. I want to get that, yeah. that facial cream. Um, anyway, they decide, well, Nick is waiting for Beth when uh, she arrives at her apartment. And she, he confronts and her. And confronts her with this information. He says... Uh, I slept with her once in school. Mm. I was just a kid. I was experimenting. Mm. It was just that one time. She developed a fixation on me. She styled her hair like mine. She wore the same kind of clothes I did. It scared me. Isn't that what she told you? She said it was you. You dressed like her. You dyed your hair blonde. I did dye my hair. It had nothing to do with her. I was a redhead for a while, did too. Did you know no Goldstein? I had him for two classes. You saw all the reports. Phil copied you. You never said anything. Well, what am I supposed to say? Hey, guys, I'm not gay, but I did fuck your suspect. I was embarrassed. It was the only time I've been with a woman. She's really sick, you know. Do you know what she's doing? She knows I went to Berkeley. She knows I knew Noah. She makes up this story about me. She's handing you somebody who's obsessed with her. She didn't hand you to me. She doesn't even know who you are. She told me about a uh, Lisa Hoberman. She knows you'd find out who Lisa Hoberman is. You're a good cop. She tell you casually? Make it seem irrelevant? Hmm. I mean, did she tell you in bed, Nick? It's what I do. She picked it. Yeah. She picked it. She picked it. So, she knew exactly how it played, and, yeah. and it's, it's the same with. It's like she planted the. So what I what I read into that is that uh, Catherine intentionally said the name wrong. Yeah, and in you know to see if he would investigate, and then yes. threw it out there and to to make it look smart, like it was anger. Like smart. the whole thing is yeah. beautifully played. Yeah, smart. Uh, so yeah, that was very interesting. So now uh, we're all thinking. So now, Wait, well, the, hang she, on a she explains. In, I think she explains also that her why was the name Hoberman. She goes, "Well, I got married. I changed my name." So yeah. and she kept the new name. Hmm. Um, so Nick then goes and checks on Beth Gardner's ex-husband and finds out he was shot, a drive-by shooting, hmm. um, and 
he finds out too that Nilsson was, the, was investigating, was investigating the same thing so a year he, ago. So you're thinking, my thinking now is that Nilsson had something on her, which is why she did anything he, he wanted, like give me the file, give yes. me, do all that stuff, right? Yes. So they were because he was goes down to find the her. file, uh, yeah, the, 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 and, the, and and Nilsson's got the, it. The report's gone. It's with Nilsson. Yeah. So. So that, You're right. That's that, another it's little an interesting thing that you don't really unpack here is what Nilsson knew. Well, Nilsson knew that Beth potentially committed a crime. This drive. Well, he certainly shooting, knew that right? Beth wasn't wasn't always her yeah. name. Yes. He wonders whether or not the death of her husband and maybe that earlier professor. But why was yeah. he investigating her? But you've also got to remember that Nilsson obviously had something to do with Catherine Tremell as well. So how did she – She, I think she got his file Tr- – Catherine Tremell got the file from, from Nilsson. So he's playing both sides here. He, yeah, like Nilsson, Nilsson was investigating this 12 months ago, yeah, according well, to the well, cop. That's right. And, and the – What was his interest in Beth 12 months ago? Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe because she he knew that she was close to his, his – um, to Nick Curran, who he was investigating at the time. So remember how she remember how she said I had to give him the session notes. She was she knew he sort of knew that they were. It like, just feels like yeah. a gap in the yeah. It feels like something that could be exploited Expanded? over a twenty maybe, minute maybe. you know period yeah, yeah. to expand on this in this movie okay. because you like there's I, I'll give you a theory that the detective that Catherine was originally writing about was actually Nilsson. Ah. And in some way, they came across each other's past. Maybe she was flirting with him and, and trying to use him to but find then, these stories. But then he maybe gave and her the file. Stories, or here's someone more interesting. He was, he, you know, in, in their uh, you know relationship, he yeah. shared shared stories about this shooter fella and the uh. investigation to give her that. And so that okay. led her to go, I don't want to talk about this Nielsen bloke. I'm going to go to this. this. Well, there's a whole bit of backstory there. There's that, like a prequel. It's all theory. Yeah, there's yeah. a prequel there's here. A prequel. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so uh, Nick calls in on Catherine and sees the cover of the shooter book and sees a passage being printed out. Karen said, uh, Catherine says the book's done and she real cold here, eh? She says, uh, she says goodbye. Goodbye, Nick. Goodbye? Yeah, I finished my book. Didn't you hear me? Your character's dead. Goodbye. What do you want, flowers? I'll send you an autograph copy. What is this, some kind of joke? We playing a game here? Games are over. It was the fuck of the century. Pretty full on. Interesting. But this but is where it gets wild. This is where it get, takes a turn. Gus goes uh, goes, and, goes and, and picks, up, picks Nick. up Nick and he goes, look, he, um, he says he's heard he's, he's he's heard from Catherine Trammell's roommate. Yeah, because they're, they're basically following, the, officially yeah. they're following that, that um, college, the, the lead college lead to correct. try and play that out. And he says he got a call. From someone who was supposedly Catherine Trammell's roommate. She's in Oakland. She's in this apartment, 405. He's got a call and she 
and she knows all about Catherine and Lisa Hoban. Yeah, and he, he gets out and Nick thinks he's going to come. He's like, yeah. mate, you're off duty still. You're, yeah. you're suspended. You can't. So he stays in the car. And off off goes Gus yeah. into, the, into the building and then, up to level four. But then Nick makes sort of some sort of realisation here and he races yeah. into the building. By the way, Gus right? has taken forever to get up four floors. Yeah. It stops at level two <laughs> and level three um, yeah. for no reason. Maybe. Which I think is just to build time into the mo- yeah. movie because otherwise it makes no sense yeah. that Nick didn't get up there in time kind of thing. Uh, but then when the lift opens on level four, hello, Gus is murdered with an ice pick. Yeah, with by someone Pretty in a brutal. black trench yeah, black, yeah, black yeah. raincoat. And um, Nick runs up, discovers him, and basically watches him die. Yeah. But then a moment later, you see Beth turns up. Beth walks out. Freeze! What are you doing here? Put your hands up! Put your fucking hands up! I got a message on my machine to meet Gus here. Where is he? Don't move! Don't you move! I know about your husband. You still like girls, Beth? What? Take your hand out of your pocket! Take him out! What's wrong with you? Take him out! Nick shoots Beth dead. In typical American cop style. Yeah. Like, mate, just shoot her in the she, arm. She had, a, she had a Bart Simpson key ring. Yeah. And then he sees it and he goes, oh, my God. Shoot right? her in the leg. Just, why but, are we killing people? Yeah. It's such a strange yeah. thing. Well... They but so, totally like, believable, weirdly. Yeah. Well, apparently they find the SFPD windbreaker. In, in a stairwell in with a blonde wig blonde as well. Wig and a bloody ice pick. And so at that point, you're, you're meant I to believe. Because I thought my first thing is that, you know, if Beth murdered Gus, she'd be covered in blood. But the raincoat kind of is a way she yeah. could have avoided being the, covered The intention in here is for you to believe she went into the uh, stairwell, Yeah, her, probably heard... Nick and quickly just dumped the stuff rather yeah. than dumping it, deposing it properly. Maybe because when she did walk out, my first thought was, "Whoa, she's like she's like it looked like what she was just wearing here? a trench coat." Yeah. No, I was looking more at her appearance. It didn't. It yeah. looked like she just thrown that on. Like yeah. it didn't look like she would okay. had formally walked out of a meeting or a room or something like so that. So it's at this point where they right, they search her apartment. They find a thirty eight revolver like the one used to kill Nilsson, yep. and it turned out to be the weapon that killed Nilsson. Yep. So you're thinking, whoa. Now they also find there was no messages. No message on a machine. Gus. They also find a class photo with Beth and Catherine. No message from Gus. Beth also met Boz, Johnny Boz, at a Christmas party a year ago. Yeah. So it look, they're all, all these factors are painting a picture that Beth that was the killer. killer. Yep, that's right. Right. So uh, Nick goes home. Very, very long day, that one. And he finds Catherine there. And uh, it's uh, some interesting thing moves moving on here. I don't want to do this. Please. I don't want to do this. I, I lose everybody. I don't want to lose you. Yeah. Short and sharp. Mm. So she says, look, if we stay together, are you going to die? Basically. Um, they're in bed again. They... Wind up in this in having another crack here. Yep, they go now, again. and then she also does, and I've written in the script here. She does the false reach for the ice pick again, but just flops on top of him. Remember how they're building up the music, and then and then it's nothing. Yep. It's just her. It's one of her moves. Yeah. She reaches She's back. Just, she likes to. She yeah. likes to just land on top of you and make you think that you've been <laughs> yeah. killed. Jesus, this body slam. She loves the yeah. body slam move, right? <laughs> So that's what uh, she does the body slam move, and then they get talking about what their future holds. 
What do we do now, Nick? Rug like minks. Raise rugrats and live happily ever after. I hate rugrats. Fuck like minks. Forget the rugrats and live happily ever after. Now, this is the, this part where you see Catherine reaching down for something and sort of Nick's got his back to her and she's reaching down, sort of looking over her shoulder at him mm. and you're thinking, oh, my God, what's she going to do? And then she comes back up again and they passionately kiss and the music comes up again and they're thinking, oh. They're, That's they're. lovely. And then the camera pans down. Goes back down. Back down under the, the way bed. to the floor this time. And what do we find? An ice pick. An ice pick. That was the shot you messaged me. Mm. And so, does that tell you that it was her? Mate. It was her. It's the only it's thing you can think. She masterminded the whole, the whole thing. thing. Beth was the framed She framed victim. her every, framed every her step of the way. like an, an artist. Yeah. Don't you reckon? Yeah, 100%. Wow. Because the bottom line is there's no other reason to have an ice pick in the bedroom. This is true, unless she wants to make a quick drink, but... There was no sign of no ice drinks or yeah, ice. It was just an ice pick. So, so did Nick pass the test? Save that. Save that thought. Let's catch some favourite lines, and this is um, this is an interesting one. There's uh, no smoking in this building, Miss Trammell. What are you going to do? Charge me with smoking? It's <laughs> a Nick, good line. Nick actually uses the same he line when, the he's, same being line when he's being interrogated. Too. Yes. Now uh, here's another one. I like this when um, when uh, Nick meets up with Roxy after their massive session. Remember, she was in the bathroom. <laughs> yes. Let me ask you something, Rocky. Man to man. It's <laughs> a good line. I think she's the fuck of the century. <laughs> That's a big rap, isn't it? <sighs> and this is her favourite line from Gus, which is um, a favourite line also. Well, she got that magna cum laude pussy on her that done fried up your brain. <laughs> magna <laughs> cum Is it come louder, did he say then? Is she comes come louder? Is that think, what yeah. she said? Come yeah, louder? So. Magna, magna cum cam, You know, it's magna, yeah. so it's supposed to be a university college reference. Yeah. But, yeah, you got it, mate? Oh, yeah, I got it. All right. How did that happen? Some plot holes here, okay? okay? Big, big, big plot hole. Right. I'll give you three letters. D-N-A. Oh, yeah. She could have, the court could have requested a DNA sample. And uh, she was the last person seen with Johnny Boz, and her bodily fluids and skin fragments would have been all over the place. And the ice pick. She left it Correct. there. So if she would have refused to provide a DNA sample, she could have been charged with obstruction of justice. Okay, well, okay. that's pretty clear. DNA. Now, uh, another plot hole. Any evidence that Nick found while he was suspended would have been thrown out of court after he would become sexually involved with Catherine Trammell. Obvious. Yeah, fair call. The police station could have charged Catherine for smoking. During that interview, they could have charged her with smoking. Yeah, because so, it's an offence. Yeah, they could have done it. Things you might not know. Mm -hmm. Interesting one here. There were no, I repeat, no body doubles used in any of the sex scenes. Outstanding. So it was Sharon Stone, Mikey Boy Douglas in all of those scenes. I will tell you, though, I have there's someone on TikTok who's a um, like a makeup artist or a... a, a but but her job on artist. no well I'm trying yeah. I don't know the exact title but yeah. her job in movies is to 
cover private parts and <laughs> yeah, got and help people <laughs> simulate okay. sexual right. encounters. Okay. So she puts little pouches and little pouches, stuff on pockets, yeah. and yeah. All, all the bits. <laughs> um, Skin color, of course. But it's, isn't it interesting? Uh, this is yeah. editorial, but isn't it interesting that that's all that's fine for you know the the deep down private parts, but. Yeah. You know, women still they've still got massive exposure to this whole thing course, when when they're course. putting it out there. Yeah, fascinating. Speaking of which, yep, Michael Douglas declined to go full frontal. They wanted him to go full frontal, and he said, "No, nah, mate, not doing that." Because or the other thing that was required because yeah, it would have had an impact in that bathroom scene with oh, Roxy. Yeah, that was the scene where he refused, yeah. right? But also, they also wanted his character, and Michael Douglas said, "No way." They wanted his character to be bisexual. And he went, no, nah, thanks. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not happening, buddy. Not not going to happen. How are they going to introduce that into the movie? I don't know. But in the script, there were suggestions of it in the script. Right. And Michael Douglas says, no way in the world. Yeah. Uh, Paul Verhoeven, the director, apparently shot massive amounts of footage of the sex scenes. <laughs> massive amounts. Paul Verhoeven, the director, apparently has that on a hard drive yeah, in his home theatre right. at home. <laughs> well, the reason he did it is because he was Under expecting books. he was expecting ratings problems. Right. So he knew that the that the movie yeah, picture so you, association you need, you need to try and fill that time he with, said, without the nipples and without the yeah, whatever. Yeah. The explicit nature of the scene, he shot alternate close-ups, medium shots, wide shots. So still could imply everything, but had had all these up his sleeve. So that that sex scene was shot over five days. What? Five days. That's what mate, a tough I'm day I'm telling the office. you, Hollywood <laughs> wastes money. I mean, that's not a waste of money. That's a good investment. So but he, he said, look, seriously. I want to, uh, I want to have the, the freedom to edit the scene with a lot of footage if, if they just decided that, you know what, you need to cut half a second. I don't want to break it to you, champion, but you could replay <laughs> scenes and we wouldn't notice. Okay. No, right. you, you could. Uh, Gene Triplehorn. That scene, remember the, the sort of the in, in inverted commas rape scene. Hmm. She says that it was um, that her character had uh, it was it surprised her how brutal and bruising that sex scene was. Right now, get this: that scene that they shot, that was actually the rehearsal. And he, they, he, Paul Verhoeven loved it so much that was what they used in the movie. That was the rehearsal. Imagine what the movie, what the proper scene was going to be like. Jesus, that was the rehearsal that they included. And this is uh, Jean Triplehorn saying she goes, "I was so nervous, I was laughing uncontrollably, but I just followed the script and it was fine. Well, except for the bump on my head that I got from slamming it against the wall so many times. But the the scene that's in the film huh? was the rehearsal wow. that they shot, so wow. they couldn't capture." That uh, that magic. Now you mentioned your what your friend does. Michael Douglas and Sharon Stone had to wear genital pads during the sex scenes yeah. due to the AIDS epidemic because there was a concern for AIDS. They I think without AIDS they normally go free balling down there no, or what? Not, they, 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 they may have back that. then, but they right. what I'm what I see okay. in these videos is no. I mean a lot of, everything you think that's going okay. on is not going on. All right, let's talk about. That the legs crossing, okay. uncrossing scene. Yes. It's a bit of a he said, she said over several interviews over the years. Certainly not in the script. In the, This is what Sharon Stone claims, right. right? She said that Paul Verhoeven asked her to take off her underwear for the leg crossing scene. He said they were too bright and reflected at the camera. So Sharon Stone, yeah, sure, Sharon buddy. Stone said, sure, I'll do that under the assumption that her vagina wasn't going to be in the shot, right? 
Um, so it was. What did she think was going to be in the well, show? Well, she, he thought. Well, because he mentioned that they're going to. They're too bright. I don't think she was. In, she realised that if the camera is going to be in that vicinity, that's the deal. Okay. Yeah. Now Listen, the Sharon, other when they shone a light in there. <laughs> now when at an early preview of the movie, right? Yeah. And this is he said she said thing going on. Stone Sharon Stone ch- discovered that he chose to use the shot in the movie, and she was really upset with him. Uh, for not discussing with her beforehand, right? Um, because she decided to let the scene go without changes because it really felt part of her character would do something like that. So she said, all right, we'll let it go, right? Now, what he says is that she was on board. She she said that she saying that Stone had been invited to the preview screening, saw that her crotch was visible, and she was. She said she knew exactly what we were doing. I told her over dinner it was based on the story of the woman who I knew when I was a student who did the crossings of the legs yeah. without panties at a at the party. And she said okay, and uh, she seemed okay with it. So she was sort of feigned. Uh, she was offended at first, but then, according to Paul Verhoeven, she was on board. Here's what's interesting, right? Yeah. I I genuinely think. It was an unnecessary scene, cut unnecessary yeah, visual, right? Because we knew from the moment she got dressed to go to the courthouse that she was yeah not wearing underwear, right? We kind of established that we saw her get dressed, yeah. And you know, I think that anyone with half a brain, especially a male brain, knows exactly <laughs> what's going on when the leg crossing and uncrossing happens. So I actually think it works just as well. But it jolted them, though. The jolt it gave them. Yes, but what it I'm, was a what moment. I, what it was I'm a saying moment. is it still gives you, as a viewer, you still think all you've got to do as a as – a, let's say he was told you can't have it in. Yeah. The, then all you need to do is kind of have a, a tight shot as she starts to uncross or cross, and yeah. then, you, then you cut to the wide of all the men looking yeah. as her legs move Sweating. over and up, Maybe. and then you, and you cut to the, to the Michael Knight sweat – Wayne on Knight, the f- Wayne, Wayne Knight, Knight yeah, yeah. of sweat on the on the brow. Mate, I disagree. And it's either all in or all out. No, I you can't go. Done without it's it. like being pregnant. You're either in, you're either pregnant or he, not. Here's what you I know? think it added to the movie. Yeah, controversy, which is exactly and and look at us. We're talking about a 32, yeah. 31 so years later. What I'm saying is, yeah, yeah. I think the movie had enough. Yeah, okay. to get you okay. watching. Other than that, fair enough. Um, one little thing here. One of the disagreements between Paul Verhoeven and Joe Esterhaus, the writer. Uh, Verhoeven wanted to include a lesbian love scene between Catherine Trammell and Roxy. Right. Right. He wanted that in there. And he considered that only it only mentioned bisexual love without showing it to be, uh, without showing the homosexual love. Right. Right. I, I don't know what, what Esterhaas said. Look, yes, such a scene had to be, was just there for the sake of it. And he mm. didn't want anything to do with it. I don't so, want to break it to yeah. you, Estevaz. I think most of his sex scenes were there for the sake of it. Maybe. So Verhoeven made some attempts himself, and he said, "Look, he 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 even considered one scene where Nick Curran's secretly watching the two of the women having sex. Right, but he found that the scene would have ruined the movie's pace. So he decided, you know what, Joe, the writer, you're right. The only remnant of the scene is when Catherine and Roxy have a passionate, passionate kiss. Yeah, right. That's about all you get. Okay. Did you notice?" Now, according to Paul Verhoeven, and if you watch closely on the 4K edition, the woman in the opening scene was Sharon Stone. That was no body double, not a body double. Sharon Stone 
they've just put the hair in front of her face. It was her. See, it's funny because as I watched it, I didn't yeah. pay any attention to it that. It was her. And it was only like five minutes later where you realised that... You didn't go back and rewatch it? No. <laughs> um, it was only five minutes later where you realised that was a critical thing. And I thought, oh, I wonder if yeah. we saw in plain sight who it was. Well, mate, if you do if you do the snapshots, right? <laughs> now, put it this way. If it was Beth and Sharon Stone, right? Very Beth different, or Catherine, different. they had different breasts. Okay. Her breast so shape was totally... They were not quite the same. Okay. Okay. So I'm just that. That's a dead giveaway. But the, he said herself that was her in the scene that filmed her scene. Interesting. Was Sharon Stone. Right. Right. Now Catherine's Makes car, hmm. ninety one Lotus, Lotus Esprit, Esprit SE Type eighty five. Nick's police car, nineteen eighty six Dodge, and his personal car. You were right. Nineteen ninety Ford Mustang GT convertible. There you go. Look at Trev. Uh, before the when Nick drops in at Catherine's house and picks up a page, here's my pausing button going on again here, right? Not, yeah, no, I wasn't pausing really the sex sense. When remember when he gets there and the last of the manuscripts printed mm. out. If you re, if you pause it and read it, right, what is written in that page is exactly what happens in the next scene when the guy, the, Nick, the guy races up the stairs, finds his friend's body in the elevator. Right. What happens in that scene is what happens next. When you re- you pause it on the 4K, you can read it really clearly. You know, he races up the stairs. He gets stabbed or, or it describes what happens to Gus. Wow. Yeah. Three questions for Trev. Hit me. Do Nick and Catherine stay together or does she end up killing him? Mate, they don't stay together, but there's no more killing. Righto. Does Nick stay with the SFPD? Um, I don't know how he's not. Um, reprimanded pretty badly for yeah. everything he did during well, no, this investigation. He solved but the, to their eyes, he solved uh, the case. He, he solved the case. Yeah. And a murderer in the end. But anyway. <laughs> okay. Did you know huh? there was a sequel? Uh, no, I did not. Basic Instinct 2. We're not released, watching it on this show, so no, tell me was how bad it was. was released in 2006. Flop at the box office. Michael Douglas declined to reprise his role. Sharon Stone was in it. He said, no, she, she took it, mate, yeah, plenty of cash. It was like yeah. a Ricky Gervais, you know, plenty of money. They just threw money at her. And, uh, but he, he declined to be in it. He said he felt he was too old. Hmm. So there you go. That's Basic Instinct, mate. Rubbish movie was the second. It was horrible. Terrible. Okay, right. Yeah. Give us your wrap-up and rating, please. Look, I'm obviously a massive fan of what I saw, um, <laughs> but that's just because I'm human. <laughs> um, I, I didn't mind the, the storyline. Um, I thought it was pacey. Yeah, um, kept you guessing. Yeah, I, th- I thought it, I like those uh, that idea of of you know trying to follow along and, yep. and follow the bouncing ball, and you know it's what's interesting to me. I would say it's probably like a seven point five, but I think it it pushes easy half a point if not a full point extra because of that final yeah just cut that final yeah. you know five seconds yeah yeah you know that really just, so what, just are you, what are you giving it? I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it eight. Okay, I'm an eight point five. Yeah, it's an eight for me. Yeah, yeah. You stick with your point five above me point every five. time. No, that's normally one above you, but no, I, I'm a fan of this movie. I've, I've watched it. I know it back to front. I yeah, know sure. it. Yeah. And, right, and, yeah. But it's funny. In this viewing, I, I learned even more. Like all these little tidbits, yeah, I right. learned even more. Tidbits? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Righto. That was uh, <laughs> Basic Instinct. So good. Do you want to hear what next, we're doing next week? Uh, mate, it's always a surprise Next week, me. that's not a knife. That's a knife. Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee, baby. I definitely saw that as a kid. Starring Paul Hogan. Now, what year did it come out? Oh. Is it A, 1985, B, 1986, 
1987 or D, 1988. Oh, man, that's, that's a real reach. I feel like it's earlier in, though, so I'm going to go to the second one, 86. 86, correct. Bingo, baby. Nice. 1986, Crocodile Dundee. Okay. Paul Hogan, Linda Kozlowski. Linda Kozlowski. Yeah. Great film. Mrs. Hogan. For a time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed Basic Instinct as much as we did, as much as Trevor did, and uh, we hope you join us for Crocodile Dundee next week. Trev, bring it on. See you later.